In Jesus' name we pray. Keeping God, there is no one like you. Alpha, Omega, Jesus, there is no one like you. Covenant-keeping God, covenant-keeping God, there is no one like you. Alpha and Omega, Jesus, there is no like you. Amen. Heavenly Father, we want to appreciate you. We bless your holy name. Because you are covenant-keeping God. We give you our glory for every promises that you are fulfilling in our life. Father, we give you the best glory. We adore your name. As we sit down to listen to your word today, speak to us yourself in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you all glory because you will take control. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Um, maybe because I sat beside the pastor, uh, the Holy Spirit has been able to touch him to giraffe my part of my message you know what giraffe means when you are trying to copy from your from your partner because actually what i'm going to talk about today has something to do with that uh scripture that he has read uh today we'll be talking of something that many of us from time to time we do go through it. We do see it. We do practice it. So, we are going to be talking about that today, which I call, Terms and Condition Applies. I'm sure our mind has now focused on when I said Terms and Conditions Apply. Many of us today, in our offices, through our answer, through various things, we are doing a lot of internet stuff. We are downloading, we are installing applications, we are doing so many things via internet. Brethren, do you know the biggest internet lie? Do you know? Is the biggest internet lies have read it. That you have read the terms and conditions. Many of you, you don't read it. Once it comes, you just click agree. Right, sister? You click agree without even going through the terms and conditions. It's like somebody that has been informed that he read an advert that you buy through Apple and we will give you portable computer. Because he, he, he needed a um, laptop. He bought four just to get to laptop. But when he got there, they told him, actually we mentioned we are going to give portable uh, computer. Terms and conditions apply. What we are giving you is not laptop. We never mention laptop. So that is why we need to know the terms and conditions. Terms and conditions of God are admittance to heaven. The terms and conditions of God are admittance. To heaven. And note that they are not negotiable. They are not negotiable. Just like when you go to look. If you buy something and you go to the table and say you, you say you get this free. They say no times and conditions apply. Or maybe you, you have bought something and you, you are asking for what they want to give you. You can negotiate at times. If you fall within. But for God's terms and conditions, it is non-negotiable. And I want you to know that there is nothing you can personally do that will get you to heaven. Nothing. You need the Spirit of God. You need the help of God that can take you to heaven. If you are thinking your power alone or your experience, all your knowledge alone can help you to get to heaven. You are deceiving yourself. You need the Spirit of God to guide you. Devil is outside there looking for who to devour. He wants to take you away 
from that path that can lead you to heaven. That is why you cannot do things personally. You have to pray. You have to commit your ways to God for you to get to heaven. Not even your good works or deed will get you to heaven. Because in the book of Ephesians 2, 8 to 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So that I will not be saying, no, I can, I can speak, I can talk, I can give beautiful message. I deserve to go to heaven. No, that is not that. Times and conditions that are non-negotiable applies. Praise the Lord. There are three things. Three. You must know. Plus, one other thing you must do to be admitted into heaven. Three things. Number one, you must realize you are a sinner. That is times, one times and condition. You must know that you are a sinner and like Roman 3, 10 say, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. The same Roman 3, 23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. That is number one. Number two, you must realize there is a price for your sin. There is a price for sin. And what is that? Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise the Lord. Number three, you must realize that Jesus paid the price. Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinner, Christ died for us. He has paid the utmost um, price. He died for our sin. These are the things we need to know. And what is that thing that you must do? You must confess, believe, and receive. Romans 10.9 If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God will raise him from dead, you will be saved. Terms and condition applies. Praise the Lord. You must confess, believe, and receive. If you look at, if you read that Romans further, Romans 10, 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You receive Jesus by simply Simply confess your sin. Jesus loves you. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That is the terms and the condition there. It means when you call upon him, you'll be delivered. You'll be saved. That is the terms and condition for you to be saved. You have to confess. You have to believe. And you have to call upon him. And you will be saved. Jesus loves you. And Jesus saved. Jesus loves you and Jesus saved. That is, but there is terms and conditions that is attached to it. Like I sang in this song, our God is God of covenant. And he keeps his promise. But know that terms and conditions applies. Terms and conditions apply. Next slide, sister. Terms and conditions apply. Our God is God of covenant. Then, in book of Matthew 21, 2, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Terms and conditions 
apply. The terms here, the condition here is that you must believe. And you will receive whatever you ask. That is certain. Terms and conditions apply. Now, we have been talking about terms and conditions. There might be some of us that uh, maybe they don't uh, know what these terms and conditions mean. Very briefly, I will just explain some things to us. If you are familiar with promotional advertisement, you should be familiar with that expression, terms and conditions apply. It is a phrase advertisers often use to limit their responsibility and protect themselves from undesirable claims from the respondents. Of recent, you will notice that you, you, you um, install some application in your handset that has to do with maybe your health situation. Some of the application, you can use it to measure your temperature or measure something about you. If you go further, you will see that terms and conditions apply. Why I just saying that is that instead of you to go to hospital, you use that application to measure your sugar level. And you keep deceiving yourself. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Then later you discover that that application has misled you. You now want to take them to court. They will tell you terms and conditions apply. So these are the terms and conditions we are talking about. But in a way, God promise often comes with same tag. God promises often come with the same tag. But unlike those advertisements, that they are for profit. That of God is not for profit. And there is no veil. There is nothing, no veil. Nothing, no obscure. Nothing cover it. It is clear. It is clear. I told you, somebody said, buy two Apple and get one portable computer. What will come to mind of everybody is laptop. But not, lap, they differentiate Laptop is not portable computer as far as that company is concerned. So they are protected themselves. But in the case of that times and condition of God, it is something that will guide you to get what you want and to lead you to the kingdom of God. Always remember, if you are reading your Bible from time to time, you will discover that times and conditions are there for you. That's why I said maybe pastor derived my message. Can you see what is the terms and condition there? You must not eat that particular fruit. The day you eat, that day you will die. And that's when Adam and Eve ate it. That was all. We have disobeyed the terms and conditions right from the beginning. Even as we are sitting down here, a lot of us that are here, we have a lot of terms and conditions in Genesis that applies to us. To become family, what is the Bible saying about it? Before you can say, I'm now a family man. I'm now a family woman. Genesis 2, 24. Let's see the terms and conditions there. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and a mother. A man shall leave his father and mother, and mother. And be joined to his wife. And joined to his wife. And they shall become one flesh. They shall become one flesh. Some Bible says they shall become family. What is the terms and condition to become family? You have to leave your parents and find the bone of your own bone. That is, if you don't fulfill that, you have not become a family man. You have not become a family man. If you go through the scripture, there are lots of terms and conditions. Right from Genesis, as I mentioned, 
up to the end. You're coming to a man if um, has to do with what God has planned for your life. Do you know that Abraham was not blessed until he fulfilled the terms and conditions given to him by God? In the book of Genesis 12, 1-3, Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go out from your country, your relatives and your father's household to the land that I will show you. There I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make you I will make your name great so that you will exemplify divine blessing. I will bless those who bless you, but the one who treats you lightly I must cause, and not the family of the earth will be blessed one another by your name. When Abraham has not left his father's house, he was not blessed. He fulfilled that terms and condition to leave his father's house before he was blessed. Terms and condition applies. In Exodus 20, there are a list of commandments that God has given. Which one are we following? Which one do we choose to follow? Which one do we choose not to follow? We all know the Ten Commandments. If you have passed through Sunday school, as being called Friday school here, I'm sure you, are, you know what Ten Commandments means. If you don't, please go back home and read Exodus 20. But there's one serious terms and condition in that Exodus 20, verse uh, 12. Which says, Honor your father and mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord God is giving you. Children, you are here. Honor your father and mother. The terms and conditions for you to live long. Because if you don't honor your father and mother, if they cost you, you have gone against the will of God. There's tendency that such person may not live long. That is why God has laid down here the terms and conditions for us to live long. Honor your father and your mother. Not just your father and mother. Whosoever is Elderly, even your friends, your, your junior ones, you have to honor them. Respect is reciprocal. That is the terms and condition. In Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14, there are a lot of listed terms and conditions from God that God has listed there. We are not going to that. We are not going to that detail. But I want to pick that particular verse that uh, pastor have read before. Deuteronomy 28, 13. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And the Lord will make you the head, not the tail. You shall be above only. You shall be above only. And not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God. If you heed the commandments of God, if you pay attention to the commandments of God, before you can become Head, not tail. You need to pay attention to the instruction of God. Which I command you today. Which God is giving you today. And are careful to observe them. You must careful to observe them. You must careful to observe the terms and conditions. Praise the Lord. When you observe these terms and conditions, what will happen? You will always be at the top. Not the bottom. You will always be elevated. Always remember that whatever you are looking, try to check back what is the terms and conditions as applied by Lord. Terms and conditions apply. But if you look at verse 15 upwards, there's other side of it. We are not going to that today also. What I'm telling you is that in whatever we do, Wherever we find ourselves, always remember that terms and conditions apply. Thank God for technology today. I'm sure this is my message. You'll be ringing bell anytime you are downloading something on your handset. It will come. Terms and conditions applies. So always remember what is the scripture terms and conditions to whatever you are doing. Put them in your mind. Write them in your heart. 
Matthew 6.33 says, Seek for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all, other, all these things shall be added. You have to seek the kingdom. Terms and conditions. If you don't seek it, all those things will not be added. Terms and conditions apply. John 3.3 says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The terms and condition is also there. Except you are born again. That is why every time the altar call is being made, for those of you that, have not, that you are not saved, you have to come. Terms and conditions. You need to go through it and make sure that you fulfill them. For you to be saved, you need to be born again. For God so loved the world, it's a popular scripture, Love the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For you not to be perished, you must believe. That is terms and condition. It applies. Even in the book of Revelation, when we are studying the book of Revelation, the God's letter to churches were also attached with some terms and conditions. And we all, because of our time, I will also not go into that. But briefly, I just mentioned the church in Ephesus, for their lifestyle not to be removed, they have to repent. For the church in Simra, for them to receive that victorious crown, they must endure the persecution. And so on. There's a beautiful story in Second uh, Chronicle. Chapter 7, from verse 1 to the end. There's, this is just a story about when King Solomon dedicated the temple that he built for God. This, the dedication was done with eloquent praises, prayer, worship. And all this, they have done it to the glory of God. And what happened? The Lord appeared to him one night. And assure him of answer to his prayer. He further promised to grant him perpetual government to Solomon and his descendants. However, these promises were based on terms and conditions. And if a condition to receive, we go to um, that place, brother. Second Chronicles 7. 14, 15. Yeah, 14, 15, please. Let's see the terms and conditions. If my people who are called by my name. If my people that are called by my name. Will humble themselves. We humble themselves. And pray and seek my face. And pray and seek the Lord's face. And turn from their wicked ways. Uh-huh. And turn their, from their. Wicked ways. Wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. You see, God said we hear from heaven, okay? And will forgive their sin and heal their land. And heal their land. Now my eyes will be open mm -hmm. and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. Praise the Lord. Many Christians are too preoccupied with claiming of blessing. Even when it's obvious that their way are not pleasing to Him. Like we have read here, we must obey His way. We must believe Him. We must... Because that verse that we have read, especially verse 17, is remain relevant for us until today. It is very, very relevant that we should obey the terms and conditions of God. So wherever you find yourself, whatever request you are putting forward, always remember the terms and condition of God. To claim the God's I will, when God says I will, for you to claim this, there is, is necessary for you also to address is if, just like in that uh, Deuteronomy 28, if you want to claim I will do this, you have to also address the area of the if. This is very important. So, he said, like, 
the fourteen if people that are called by my name, we are all be called by his name. Our name is not attached to any other thing but God, because they know we are followers of God. And God has promised that if we seek in faith and humble ourselves before him, he will bless us. He will heal our land. Terms and conditions apply. So how do we call God? If I ask you to call me, if I'm telling any of you that, please call me, what does that mean? It means you must have my phone number. So, and God is saying, call me. How do you call God? The Bible tells us that prayer works when we walk with God. We can only call God through prayer. Through prayer, we can call him. No wonder in Jeremiah 33, that is where God gave uh, Jeremiah his phone number. Jeremiah 33. Brother, can you read that? Jeremiah 33. He said, call to me, I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things that you, you do not know. Now you have his phone number. What is phone number of God? Prayer. That is the only way you can reach him. You call on him. He will show you great and mighty things that you have not seen before. How do we call God, like I said? Through prayer. But there are times and conditions attached to prayer also. When you are praying to God, there are some certain things you must fulfill. And those things, I will quickly go to them. For your prayer to be answered, I have five basic things here that you must follow. Number one, you must have an honest relationship with God. An honest relationship with God. You must have this. In John 15, 1 to 8, we are not going to that yet. Jesus is vine while we are branches. That actually, we as branches, we actually produce the fruit of the vine. So long as we are connected to Jesus, He nourishes us. He continues to supply every necessary things. His Holy Spirit will flow through us unhindered. You need to meet this condition. Establish your relationship with God. John 15, 7. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. If you, if you abide in me, abide in him, and my words abide in you, and his word also abide in you, you will ask what, what you desire. Whatever you desire, you will ask. And, and what will happen? And it shall be done for you. And it shall be done for you. That is why I'm saying you need to establish yourself. You need to have personal relationship with God. And how do you do this? You have to establish your, your, yourself with Jesus Christ. If you remain in me and my will remain in you, whatever you ask for shall be fulfilled. This is a very beautiful scripture. A very beautiful promise. But, like I said, there are always times and conditions. The promise here is, I will give you whatever you ask in prayer. When you establish yourself in relationship with God, the promise is, I will give you whatever you ask in prayer. That is, if you do what? If you remain in Him, that is the condition. If you are praying to God, and you are not abiding in His Son, or in Him, you have not fulfilled the terms. You have not fulfilled the condition. There is need for you to fulfill the terms and conditions as stated there. You have to have a honest relationship with Jesus Christ. 
But you know, our sin cut off away. He cut the line of prayer. Our sins is what cut the lines of communication between us and God. And when that line is cut, our relationship will be affected. But when we are connected to Jesus, He repairs every line. He repairs every line. That is why we need to collect, connect ourselves to Him. So, how do you remain in Christ? You know, something in your office, you are... You With word of God, as you are, you cover yourself with the blood of Jesus, and you office because you already established relationship. If a prince enter here today, you will see the glory of royalhood in him. So that royalhood we also showed in you. That favor we show in you, and your your boss, you know that no, this is a special person. So we need to fill our mind. With the word of God. God requires that we listen to him first. Before he listens to us. If we don't pay attention to God. We have not fulfilled the terms and conditions. We need to fulfill that terms and conditions. When we pay attention to him. Then himself we also pay attention to us. He will answer us. He will never ignore us. To evaluate, if you have a relationship with God, how do you evaluate yourself? A, you must admit things you have done wrong in the past. That is why I mentioned you must confess your sin. Because sin breaks the connection between us and God. You must confess it. Psalm 68, 18 says, If I regard or cherish or try to hide sin, in my heart the Lord will not hear. Isaiah 59 also says, our sins, our wrongness, separate us from God. Proverbs 28, 13 says, He who tries to conceal his sin cannot prosper, but he who admits them, confess them, forsake them, we have mercy. So we need to confess our sin before God. B, you have Have you currently ignoring any of God's terms and conditions or principles? So if you have done this, that means you are not in good relationship with God. That is how to check yourself. This is how to check yourself that, okay, what I've done in the past, if I agree that, okay, I've done wrong, you need to do this. Confess. 1 John 3, 1 John 3, 21 to 20, 22. He says, Dear friend, if our heart do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. We receive from Him anything we ask. That is, if your own mind is not condemning you, that but have not done this, have not fulfilled this. You receive whatever you ask. That's what the Bible is saying. Terms and conditions apply. Because we obey His command and do what pleasing, this is when we obey his command and do what pleases him, we get answer quickly to our prayers. So the question now is that, is there anything I'm hiding away from God? You search your heart. Search your mind. If you have anything that you are hiding away from God, that can affect your prayers, that will not allow you to fulfill that terms and conditions, that have been laid down for your prayer to be answered. Am I doing what I know you want me to do? You need to ask you this question. You need to ask yourself this question. See, do you really want God's will for your life? That is, sometimes some people pray, they want their own will, not the will of God. In this time, He makes all things beautiful. He works in His own time, not in your time. No matter what situation you are, in his times, that is when he does what he wants to do. John, 15, John 5, 14. 
This is the assurance we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, then whatever we ask, we know that we have, we know that we have what we have asked of Him. That is John, First John, I mean, First John 5, 14. So we need to ask Him according to God's will, not according to our own will. And we need to ask this in confidence, in prayer. Believe you are talking to your, to your own Father. You ask Him with confidence. But you need to fulfill the terms and conditions because it applies. If not, your own mind will be telling you you have not fulfilled this particular uh, terms and condition. Now, the second condition for us to receive answer to our prayer is you must have a forgiving attitude. Having a forgiving attitude. That is the next one. In Mark 11, 24 to 25. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it. And it will be yours. And when you stand, when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sin. Brethren, when you hold a grudge against someone, whether we feel we are justified, right, whether we feel we are right or we are wrong, when you hold that grudge in your mind, this kind of situation quench the power to answer your prayer. All those promises that God has made, when you have somebody, somebody has offended you, you are now keeping grudge, you are keeping malice against such person. It may affect your prayer, as what the Bible is saying here. And when this happens, there will be no power in our prayer. Because Suppose you are praying, somebody that you are keeping grudges against, just walk by. You just see him, see her. Now, the energy that's supposed to propel your prayer up has been reduced because of that. Bitterness is a funny thing. It happens when we are hot. True, yes. There's no way we will not be hot, but we need to forgive. For our prayer not to be hindered. Like I said, bitterness is a funny thing. It happens when we are being hurt by someone, and then we hold on to a bitter attitude towards them, thinking somehow that that will show them. No! You are depriving yourself from the prayer. From, from answer, from, from depriving yourself answer to your prayer. All it does is make you bitter. It creates bitterness in your heart. It hurts you. It hurts you. Because when you are trying to say that, okay, if I don't say hello to him, if he talks to me, I don't answer him, or he asks for this, I don't give him, he will be hurt. That person might not even know. He might not notice. Take away all bitterness from your heart. Take away all bitterness from your mind. Then that answer to your prayer will come. Praise the Lord. Bitterness only hurts and makes us nasty to be around. Then it spreads and hurts others. Hebrews 12, 15 says, Watch out that no bitterness take root among you. For as it is spring up among you, it causes deep trouble. Hurting many in their spiritual life. That is from Living Bible, uh, Living Bible that I've read that. Praise the Lord. 
You remember Peter was talking to Jesus. He was asking, that is in the, uh, Matthew 18, 21 to 22. Jesus was telling that, I tell you, not even seven times, but 70, 77 times. That is, how many times should I forgive my brothers? Peter asked that question. That was the response of Jesus Christ. So we, there is need for us to have a forgiving attitude. Even in our home, we know we can hurt, the spouse can hurt each other, husband can hurt the wife, the wife can hurt the husband. Even the children, we can sometimes hurt our, our, our children. All this can take away answer to our prayer if we are not careful. So there is need for us to um, take away bitterness from our heart. We also pray the, the Lord's prayer. Forgive us our debt as we forgive others. That is, for you to be forgiven, the terms and conditions is also there. Forgive us. So you need to forgive whosoever has offended you, then the Lord will forgive you. Because when you read that uh, the Lord's prayer, you are telling God that, God, I want you to forgive me when I forgive my neighbors. Praise the Lord. So bitterness is not good for our lives. It's, a, it's like a poison. It can eat you alive. If you don't have forgiveness in your heart. Why? Because it will hinder your prayer. It will hinder the answer to your prayer. And that will never come. Like I said in the family setting. First Peter 3, 7. Indicate why sometimes you have not had an answer to your prayer. Peter was talking about marriage. We all know that one of the places to have anger build up is family. Family members hurt each other's feelings. Husband hurt wife, wife hurt husband, parents hurt their children, children hurt their parents. Bitterness and anger, hatred are common experience in family relationships. Peter was addressing the husband in verse 7 of that scripture. He started talking to the husband. He says, husband, in the same way, just like he talked to the wife in the previous chapter, uh, verse. Be, consi- be considerate as you live with your wife and treat them with respect so that nothing will hinder your prayer. We need to treat our Wives with respect, so that nothing will hinder our prayer. That is another terms and condition for the brothers here. The sister has been addressed in verse 6. Verse 7 is for you, brother. So what am I saying? Do you have an honest relationship with God? Do you have a forgiving attitude? This leads us to the third point. You must be willing to share the result of your prayer. This is the principle, principle of uh, what you sow is what you reap. Selfishness can hinder your prayer. Our selfishness hinder our prayer while generosity helps them. When you give out, when you are giving out, you are open your hand. Let's see practically. You give out. But when you fold your hand, you are not stretching forward. You will not receive. If you want to carry a small baby, if the baby do this, that means he or she wants you to lift him up. But if the baby folds his arms, then it means that he or she doesn't want you to carry him. So when you give out, you are lifting your hand, then you will receive. So we need to share. I will just give us a brief uh, illustration here. A certain man requires 100 riyals to pay something, to pay for something. And he knew that this 100 riyals, he doesn't have it, but he believed in power of prayer. Then he decided to go to church, not even pray in his own house. He wants to go to church to pray to God. 
as he was going to church, just by the entrance to the church, he saw a beggar and gave that beggar his transport money. He said, because God, I know you will, give me, you will get that money for me. Okay, he entered the church. To him, he wanted to pray alone to God. But when he entered the church, he met one man. The man kneeled down quietly. The man was praying quietly. And this man, being somebody that needs that money badly, started praying. Hold on! I need this hundred real. I don't know how you are going to do it. Pray! Provide for me! Provide! He was shouting. The other man got irritated. Because the other man also, he has come to the church to pray to God. That God, I need thousands of real to do business. But I don't have money. I want to go to bank. How do I get this? He was praying silently. He said, Lord, I don't need anyone to disturb you so that you can hear my prayer. But I'm surprised this man has come here disturbing, shouting. As the man was praying, then the man heard that he needs something badly. Then he asked him, Brother, what, how much do you need? He said, I need 100 riyadh. 100 riyadh? He put hand in his pocket and gave him 200 riyadh. His prayer answered quickly. Why? Because he fulfilled the terms and conditions. Even before he got answer, at the entrance, he has given, he has shared the reward of his prayer. There is need for you to share yours too. Share your testimony. Let people know what God has done in your life. People will benefit. Don't be too selfish. Praise the Lord. What am I saying is that you must be a channel of God's blessing. Don't be a container. Once a container, if you, are, if you are leaving, somebody is leaving the man, part between the container, seal it up. They will never open it until you get to where it is. You have to be a conduit pipe, pipe, a channel, that it will flow through and other people will benefit. Praise the Lord. Because of our time, I will just move to the next point. James 4, 3, say, that also gives us another reason why our prayer are hindered. When you ask, you don't receive because you ask with wrong motive. You may spend what you get on your own pleasure. I'm still talking about sharing whatever we have. Don't ask with wrong motive. If I ask you, does God answer prayers? Yes, He does. And no, He doesn't. If what you are asking is going to harm you, God will not answer that prayer. If you ask with wrong motive, God will not answer that prayer. Your, the, the answer will be no. If the time has not come, that is wrong time you are asking. Answer will not come also. But I'm telling you, our God is not asleep. He's alive. He's not dead. Don't think that you have been praying. You have not received answer to your prayer. Even though times and conditions apply, our God is merciful God. He always gives us the chance. Capitalize on the chance. That is why when you confess your sin, that is the chance you have. It's a loving father. If you know you are not fulfilling these terms and conditions, that does not mean when you ask that you cannot go back to him. You can always go back to him. Praise the Lord. Number one is an honest relationship with God. Number two is forgiving attitude. Four is willingness to share. The fourth one is Believe that God will answer. This is very important. You must believe that God will answer. Jesus said in John 15, 7. John 15, 7. You have read it. If you abide in me, yeah, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Yeah. If you believe in him, and you remain in Him. 
Whatever you ask, it shall be done with you. The terms and condition is also there. I leave that for you to judge. You must believe that God will answer. Don't doubt for you to get answer to your prayer. It means you need prayer of faith. You need prayer of faith for God to answer your prayer. Just have faith, which simply means believe in God. The prayer in faith is simply to pray believing in what God has said. In James 1, 5-7, verse 5, says, If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask. God will give generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. He says, if you need any wisdom, go ahead and ask God. He will give it to you. He is not going to complain that you are asking too much. No, verse 6. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. That is what the word of God is saying. Now, we are talking of belief, 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 which we also attach to faith. Now, what is faith? Can we say that is faith believing that God can do it? Is that the faith? You say God can do it. That is not faith. It's just the fact. God can do it. It's not faith. It's a fact that He can do it. When you believe God can, this is just a fact, like I said. Whether you believe it or not, God can do it. So it's the fact. So God can do it. It's not, a, it's not faith. Again, I believe God might do it. It's also not a faith. That is, you are doubting. You are not sure. It's not a faith. That is hope. Somebody's brother, how is he going? What is the situation of things? Ah, praise the Lord. I believe God might do it. You are already doubting. It's not a faith. That is, you still hope. But you know the faith? I believe God will do it. That is the faith. If somebody is saying, no, 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 this medical report, according to the science, there is nothing that can... You just say, I believe God will do it. Not, God can do it. No, it's a fact, God can do it. So, what are we saying here? I believe God will do it. It's the faith which you have to apply. So, believing God will do it is faith. And I honestly believe that if God actually answers some people's prayer, some of, some, I want to tell you why sometimes your prayers are delayed. There are some people here that if God answers their prayer, they can even have heart attack. Because they will be overexcited. In my place, we used to say that it is joy that kills, not poverty. Poverty will never kill you. But when you have joy, you can overjoy us. You can be overjoyous. Do what you're supposed not to do. Celebrate beyond what you're supposed to celebrate. Praise the Lord. I will move to the last point. Just keep all other things. A man took his son to birthday party with his son's friend. Like taking the children to the park. The man has done that. And he has given, for every ride, this man is giving ticket to those friends. Take, take, take. Suddenly, one small boy came and stretched his hand. Then the man looked at him. Are you part of the team? The man said no. He said, but your son asked me to go to you and get it. And the man gets to him. This leads us to the next point. We said, ask in his name. 
When you ask in Jesus' name, your prayer will be answered. Do you ever wonder why never we want to pray, we say, in Jesus' name? Yes? You are praying, you are also praying in Jesus' name. Worldwide, even in my place, we say it locally in the local language when we are starting the prayer. Even if you don't say it at the beginning, along the line, it will come. That you ask for this because of your son, the Jesus Christ. A lot of prayers have been answered in this auditorium in the past um, few months. So many storms, like I said last time here, have been flowing all around. But we survive it because we have asked with his name. So, what am I saying here is that you need to ask in Jesus' name. Like that small boy that the son has said, go and meet my father, he will give you. Just tell him from me. The same thing when you are praying, ask in his name. That is the terms and condition there. In John 14, 13 to 15, Jesus promised us, I will do whatever you ask in my name. That is John 14, 13 to 14. So that the Son may bring glory to Father. You may ask me for anything in my name. I will do it. Terms and conditions apply. Don't just pray. Ask in his name. That is the terms and condition there. Jesus is telling us that whatever you want, whatever you deserve, you ask in his name, he will grant you your request. Praise the Lord. Because of our time, I'm just uh, trying to round it up. In conclusion, I know every one of us pray. But before I leave this place, I want to ask you this question. So that I'll be sure, you yourself will be sure that you, are, you have met the five conditions for answer prayer. already there. Do you have an honest relationship with Jesus? It simply means, have you received him as your personal Savior and Lord? And have you confessed any and all or no sin in your life? Admit and believe and confess. Number two, do you have a forgiving attitude towards others? Or are you holding a grudge against someone? Maybe you feel you have a right to be bitter. No. It is not what having your prayer answered. Being, being, it is not, it what not having your prayer answered being hindered. Because of bitterness. Take it away from your heart. Are you willing to share your results? Share the result of your prayer. Are you willing to share the result? Are you praying with the faith? Do you believe God can do it? Or do you have in mind that God will do it? Or do you have in your mind that God might do it? I want you to answer that question yourself. Do you believe that God will answer your prayer? Or have you lost hope? You need to answer, ask yourself this question. Are you praying in Jesus' name? Follow the terms and conditions as laid down by scripture. Next slide, sister. Follow the terms and conditions as laid down by the scripture. You will inherit the kingdom of God. Obey the terms and conditions. Your prayer shall be answered and kingdom of God is yours. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Shall we please rise as we close the service? And let's just take a moment to retrospect on our own lives. There are so many Hundreds of promises 
in the word of God. Promises meant for you and me. Promises meant that you and I can live a life more abundantly. But every one of those promises is a conditional promise. Every one of them has an if to it. And that's what we need to be looking at. Because God does his part. God is prepared to pour out the whole of heaven onto every one of us. But all he asks from us is one tiny bit. Not because he needs it, but because he needs to see whether we are, we are deserving of what he has for us. Genesis chapter 17, verse 2 says this, and this is God speaking to Abraham, And I will make my covenant between me and you, and will multiply you exceedingly. And from there till verse 8, it's promise after promise after promise of expansion of Abraham. But there is the terms and conditions in verse 10, which says, This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male child among you shall be circumcised. That's all God wanted. Every male child shall be circumcised. A tiny piece of an unnecessary piece of skin was all God wanted. And then Abraham's response in verse 23. So Abraham took Ishmael his son and all who were born in his house and all who were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house and circumcised the flesh of their foreskins that very same day as God said to him. Obedience. Abraham heard what was the terms and conditions. Abraham knew that these were all the blessings that I have been promised. And that very same day, Abraham obeyed. And that's all God wants from us. Look at our own lives. Do we need to repent? Do we need to forgive somebody? Because God has said forgive. Do we need to change our lifestyle? Do we need to change our attitudes? Do, is there something that we need to do that we haven't done, that God is asking us to do, but we are not doing it? Saul lost a kingdom because of disobedience. Don't lose yours because of disobedience. And your kingdom is not on the earth, it's up there. Don't lose it. I'm speaking to myself. Learn to obey God. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord Father, that once again you have, you have reminded us, Lord Father, of how much you love us, that you don't want us to miss heaven. Father God, it is your desire that every one of us will find our place beside you in heaven, Lord Father. And Father God, for that, you have asked us to just look at our own lives. You have so many promises for us. But are we missing them because of our disobedience, Lord? Father God, I pray, Lord, that every one of us will retrospect. Where have we disobeyed you, Lord? And change. Ask for repentance. Ask for forgiveness, Lord. And we come to you, Lord. And Father God, if we can only obey you, all the promises of yours are ours. Father, we thank you, Lord, for that assurance. And we thank you, Lord, for the word that you've given us this day, Lord, Father. Father God, I pray, Lord, that we truly will change. Change so that we don't miss you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father, for your servant whom you have used this day, Lord, Father who has brought us this unrivaled truth, Lord Father, so that we will not miss heaven, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, that you'll pour out more of your anointing upon him, Lord. Bless him and his family, Lord Father, 
that they shall truly be your servants in this place. Father, I thank you for every one of us gathered here. And I pray, Lord, that you've given us all an attentive heart, Lord. A heart willing to change, Lord. Father, we give glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.